We're your hosts, Alexa and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. We are so glad to be back interviewing people who are doing good in the world and inspiring others along the way. We uh, recently stumbled upon a blogger named Jennifer Magnano. And let me tell you, this woman does it all. She is incredible. Not only does she have her own blog, The Barefoot Preacher, but she is also a yoga instructor and a postpartum doula and a wellness coach and a mom of two. She is literally everywhere doing everything. So we thought it would be great to listen to her story and give us some food for thought um, since we are moms with little ones and she has lots of great advice for moms on their journey to motherhood. So we hope you enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. We're so excited today to have with us Jennifer Magnano. Did I say your last name right? Yes. yes okay, good. <laughs> um, so Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we're excited. So for our listeners who are not familiar with you yet, can you give us just a brief background about you, where you come from, just your family and your life, your career? Absolutely. Well, it's been it's been kind of a wild ride. I transitioned careers um, right after having my first child. My son was born early and sick. Um, and I went from working in veterinary medicine since really my teen years to um, suddenly realizing that there were all these missing connections in motherhood. Um, so I started working with postpartum groups, um, supporting them with yoga and then working for nonprofits with at-risk families and then families that had experienced birth, lost birth defects and premature birth. And it's just kind of spiraled from there of me sharing our journey. We ended up having a second child um, intentionally. She's incredible. Um, but she's our wild. She's the one that I, I share a lot about because it's been a really interesting ride. Okay. <laughs> and so you also have um, a well-known blog, The Barefoot Preacher. So what mm-hmm. inspired you to write that blog and what's the meaning behind the title? Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, back in 2016, I was kind of trying to figure out my space in the world, being a special needs parent and not really being able to get out a lot. Um, and Instagram had grown quite significantly at that point, and I was known as raw motherhood at that time, and I thought, oh. you know, I want something that's a little bit more um, in line with what I'm sharing faith-wise, um, and the Barefoot Preacher just kind of popped up because I teach yoga and because my I feel like my job here on Earth is just to speak life into wild places and spaces. Okay. Oh. And so, um, so what was the previous name of your blog? It was Raw Motherhood. Okay, so how long, when did that all start? Oh, my goodness, years ago. That was uh, maybe 2013 um, wow. was when, I, when I had that. And um, we just, we've seen a lot of families that have similar life experiences. They either connect with us because of prematurity or special needs or because of um, my life with chronic disease for the last 15 years. Um, so it's just continued to evolve and grow and the barefoot preacher just seemed like the right vehicle to really connect with with people yeah and how often are you doing the blog like is that a weekly thing a monthly thing it all depends on the season so Mm -hmm. typically it's once a week uh sometimes twice a week 
And then um, summer hit, and it's been once or twice a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Life is real. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, I also, just looking at your website, I saw that you're a certified adaptive holy yoga instructor, and you kind of touched base on how, you know, barefoot for your yoga instructor part. Um, so what exactly is adaptive holy? Like, what is that? What does it mean? And what inspired you to get started with that? Absolutely. So holy yoga is um, basically yoga used as divine worship and praise. And it's something that I have been following for a couple of years. Um, when I, I got my yoga certification in 2011 through Aura Wellness Center in Massachusetts and then um, have been following holy yoga and just wanted to learn more about this kind of different way of honoring life. And um, when my daughter started having all of her more significant special needs coming out, us realizing that this wasn't going to just go away, I realized that I needed some more training um, around what her needs were um, sensory and developmental wise. And um, the adaptive yoga piece just popped up in my feed one day and I jumped on and it's really been just significant. Wow. So you also do children's yoga as well, correct? I do. Yeah. So I typically um, teach family yoga classes um, either with nonprofits or in different schools um, and yeah, and it, it varies. Sometimes it's kids, sometimes it's moms and babies, sometimes it's um, entire families. And uh, it's it's just an awesome place to let people um, find out who they are when they're not doing, because we just get so consumed in the doing of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think children love yoga, and they might not yeah. even know exactly what they're doing. But I know my daughter, I mean, she's three, but they do yoga at their school, and she loves it. That's amazing. They do. They don't even know that they're doing yoga and developmentally when they're growing, you'll start seeing them even do downward dog from crawling to downward dog when they're learning how to walk. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's cool. So how often do you do that? Like, would you say like that you're going to schools or to classes? Yeah, it's usually seasonal. So this summer I've been working with the literacy and free lunch program in our town. Um, And then during the school years, I'll usually contract with a couple of different schools and then this fall, I'll start working for a place called Women's Health Innovations out here in Arizona, working specifically with postpartum clients and their babies. Wow. No. Yeah. So you're also an integrative life and wellness coach. I am. So what do you not do? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I, just, I felt like it's really funny that you say it because I – I have struggled with that. I think as moms, a lot of the time we struggle with our identity. Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I wanted to just have as much tools in my toolkit as possible for when I'm working with different moms. Um, Just like for life coaching, for example, it's learning how to ask people powerful questions instead of yes, no questions. So many moms here, like in the grocery store, um, are you having a great day, for example, and it's either a yes or a no, but changing that to how's your day going today so that they have an opening to actually have a conversation and share what's going on in their life. And really, it's it's quite transformational. Yeah. Huh. And so when people ask you, like, what do you do? Because I feel like you do have, like, mm-hmm. so many different types of jobs. Like, what's your normal, like, what is, like, like, is there one 
um, I don't know if job's the right word, like that you do more than others that you focus on or do you, do you understand what I'm asking? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I, most of the time I just say I work with moms okay. and then if people start to ask more questions then I'll break it down. I, I work with postpartum moms and yoga and life coaching and I do postpartum doula work um, because it is such a comprehensive space. There's so much that you can do to support moms and um, I kind of do it all. Yeah. And you just um, touched base on the postpartum doula. So yeah. tell us just more about that, because I've never, <laughs> even though I've had two babies, I've mm-hmm. never um, worked with a doula. So I'm just curious, like, what all you do? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what I think is really interesting is I didn't, I didn't know that that existed either. I had been practicing yoga for years, was really a kind of an earthy, crunchy community, um, even before I had my kids because of my health um, issues. And when I had my son, realized that I needed just so much more support than what was available to me. Um, my in-laws worked still. My parents worked still. Even though we had family nearby, they had their own kids. Um, our friends either hadn't had kids yet or they were in the trenches, too. So there just wasn't enough um, yeah. support for what I needed personally. I had postpartum depression and anxiety with him. Um and so what a postpartum doula does is they come in for the first six weeks after you give birth, and it can be as often as you'd like. It can be day shifts. It can be evening shifts. Um, it can be overnight care. And they support mom. So, yes, we help take care of babies, but we really are supporting emotional and social well-being of mom, making sure that um, mom isn't having any issues with depression or anxiety or OCD or any of the other um, perinatal mood disorders that can come on quickly after having birth making sure mom's yeah. nourished, well-rested, um, checking in with dad to see if he needs any support resources. I think a lot of the time we forget that dad even exists once baby is born. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's a really, it's a fun role to be in. It's wow. um, really partnering with moms so that they can have the best um, long-term mothering experience by being nourished in those first six weeks. That's amazing. And so, when is it someone like that would contact you if they wanted to do that? Like when they first find out they're pregnant? I mean, when do you typically see like clients wanting to sign you up? <laughs> um, you know, it all depends on family to family. So some families um, will realize that they have a need while they're pregnant. And that's really the best time is to um, begin that relationship really around 32 weeks so that they're able to maybe pick up some different teas and herbal supports that they could have on hand for postpartum. Um, mm-hmm. But they also, a lot of the time, realize they come home, realize that maybe their elderly parents are just exhausted by helping care for their baby, and they need to make some shifts. They need to have some additional support come in. And that's actually my last few clients have been, um, ma- they have family around that is able to support them, but they're exhausted too because babies are a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> well, I feel like you give a lot of good advice for, you know, moms all throughout their journey of motherhood. And just reading through some of your things on your blog was great. So what is some advice you can give moms out there that have little ones at home like ourselves? We we have almost a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and Melissa has a two-year-old and a almost two-year-old and four-year-old. So for the little ones, what advice do you have for us? Something that I've said in yoga for the last several years, actually, even before my daughter was born and we named her Bliss, is um, bliss means perfect happiness. And um, I say acceptance is bliss. 
just accepting what is. It doesn't mean that you're settling. It just means you're accepting it. And you're Mm -hmm. at that point, you can make shifts if you need to make shifts or you can just be in it. But that acceptance piece is such a big deal because there's so much striving that goes on in motherhood. And it's it's really incapacitating. It keeps you from becoming the person that you're meant to be in motherhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good, because I definitely feel like. Ooh, my boys can be a lot, you know, to yeah. little boys. And so just accepting them as they are. And I think it is, you know, easy for moms, like you said, like to judge themselves or to overthink, you know, and then you want to take care of yourself, but you want to be a good mom. And then you have not, you know, like there's just so many different emotions and feelings. There is. And I mean, I'm almost nine years in. My son will be nine next month. And I don't feel like that goes away. I feel like we continue to um, question ourselves some days. Am I doing enough for them? Am I doing enough for me? Where is this elusive thing called balance? There, it doesn't exist. We talk about balance, um, but I don't know that it does. So just accepting that, okay, today I'm super busy and maybe I'm not going to spend as much time with my kids because my house has just been a mess. And then tomorrow I'll be able to sit down and spend the whole day with them. Yeah. Yes. And what's something, I mean, and this is kind of going back a little, like, because we have toddlers, but what's something, like, if a mom maybe might not be able to afford a postpartum doula, like, is there just some quick advice or something you just have for those new moms? Because I know after I had Sawyer, my oldest, like, no one, I feel like, talks about the afterbirth and just all the things. Like, I was not prepared um, just emotionally. Like, I didn't know my hormones were going to go crazy and that I would just randomly cry you know like there's so many things I feel like that people don't talk about where like thank you like I'm thankful like looking back now I wish I would have had someone like you for both of my experiences but what's something you could give just some advice you could give to someone who's just had a baby (laughs) and maybe feeling all those different emotions and hormones I think that the biggest thing that I could share is one be patient with yourself Mm-hmm. Um, the birth of a new baby is the birth of a new mother. You are both figuring things out and you're growing together and it's going to be okay. Um, but knowing that those first six weeks can just be really challenging. So yeah. um, if a mom is listening to this before, if, if you're a mom, you're here, you're listening to this before you've had your baby, I'm um, figuring out what your support systems look like now. If you can't afford a postpartum doula, maybe having a friend or a family member come over and help you meal prep for um, at least the first two weeks of life so that you have things that you can pull out of the freezer or you have teas and herbs on hand that you can um, that you can have in the home um, taking classes. I think that something that has been really interesting to me um, the last couple of years is moms are taking less and less classes on breastfeeding education and aftercare and diaper changing because they think that it's all going to come naturally and a lot of it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so much more work than we expect it to be. And we think, Oh, yeah. you know what? Babies just know how to are born knowing how to nurse. And um, a lot of them aren't, a lot of them are yeah. figuring it out with you. And so um, books and resources and support systems and food and making sure that you're going to be able to rest somehow, some way, whatever that looks like. Um, but those first six weeks are really critical for you to um, heal. And it may physically, you may feel great, but you're still healing. You still have that womb space 
mm-hmm, um, yeah. that emptiness in your core that needs to, to heal back up. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and so, and you mentioned like kind of like taking classes and reading books. Is there someone who's um, just a mentor in your life right now or maybe previously or just someone that's followed you that's kind of helped you along with your motherhood journey? That's such an interesting question. Um, I think my mother-in-law has been pretty amazing. She was a, a labor and delivery nurse for 45 years. Wow. So just Whoa. some wisdom. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that she's definitely been um, kind of a key player and just seeing her relationship with her adult children and her sharing stories of when they were young and just little things about like praise and rewards for your kids. And um, I remember we went through a season where my son, I think he was five. Um, and he is the sweetest, most joyful human being on the planet, except for when he was three and five. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and at five, he was just a terror some days. I think he was exhausted by kindergarten. And mm-hmm. um, I remember saying to my mother-in-law, like, I don't think I'm going to put him in sports this year. Like, he's just he's too tired. And she said out of everything she took away when her children were uh, or things that she changed, not that she took things away, but things that she altered. She said mm-hmm. she never took away sports because that was their outlet. It's where mm-hmm. they got their energy out and that's where they became social creatures and okay. all of these good things. And I thought, okay, there's other things that we can do at home for to change things up. Maybe we, we have him earn other things, but sports comes no matter what for him because he does need to let his energy out. And that, that was some really good wisdom. It's it really helped me over the years. Yeah, that is good. That's very good. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm like, I just made a note sports because I need to get Sawyer in it. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that too, like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's melting down. Like he must be overtired. But now I'm like, or maybe he needs an exercise, like a yeah. physical outlet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, those endorphins are real. And if they're not engaging in physical activities regularly, then they can actually be mildly depressed, kind of like the rest of us. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Interesting. So you seem like such a busy person, but what are some fun things you've done this summer or plan to do with your family this summer? We always take two weeks off in the summer. We, um, we're living in the desert in Arizona right now, um, but we go back east to see our families and we spend two weeks at the beach and just completely unplug. And it's my favorite part of the entire year. Every other vacation is wonderful, but those two weeks, I just know that we do really nothing. Like we hang out at the beach and we, um, I do yoga on the beach with the kids in the morning. If they want to come into my practice or at that age where they have their own opinions, so sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you say you lived, you're living in the desert? Well, we live in, we live in in Arizona, so it's a desert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just picturing like you pitched like a tent like in the middle of yeah. the desert. I was like, wow. No, I would totally do that. My husband's not on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun though. And so is the beach like are you going somewhere nearby or do you go like farther away? So our families are um in Connecticut and New Hampshire, so we actually go back to Massachusetts, um okay. Cape Cod and we spend two weeks there every year. Okay. So that's a good, that's a good family spot for vacations because I'm always looking for fun family vacations. Yes, it's, it's old. It's old traditional New England everything. There's not, there's not a lot of new stuff there, which is kind of nice because it's simple. 
right. fun. And so yeah. what are some things you do to take care of yourself every day? Like what are some little things that you make sure to take care of yourself just for that self-care? Um, for me, food is critical, uh, making sure that I'm eating at least three meals a day. Um, and a lot of the time that might be my only self-care some days is making sure that I'm eating real food. I'm not eating out of a container. I'm not eating standing up at the kitchen counter while I'm uh, correcting something from the kids. Like they're always doing their little worksheets and things and they want my attention. But allowing them to see me take care of myself is, has always been a really big deal. Um, and so meals are definitely my number one. And then um, second in that space is I go for a regular massage once a month. Um, signed up for one of those subscription programs. They're discounted. Um, and I go every single month, like sometimes twice a month if my back or something is really bothering me. But it's something that I know that I'm doing for myself and I've already paid for it. So I have no choice but to go. <laughs> right. Right. I like it. <laughs> well, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your life with us and our listeners. And um, I think a lot of um, people can kind of follow you and and follow what you're doing and can get a lot out of it, which is wonderful. Um, where can our listeners find you on social media or um, your blog? Where can we find everything about you? Absolutely. If you go onto Instagram, it's usually the easiest place to find anything. Um, it's the Barefoot Preacher. That's me, Jennifer Magnano. Um, and then from there, if you click on the links, um, you can find my website, jennifermagnino.com, or you can find the Barefoot Preacher Project, which is my blog. Um, sometimes we have guest, guest speakers on there um, that are talking about their their walk in motherhood, too, because um, I love to continually learn from other moms. I feel like other than my mother-in-law, other moms are where I learn the most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And where you can get grace. I mean, you could also get judgment from some not so great moms. But, you know, if you find good, you know, moms that can give you grace and make you think like, oh, good, my child's not the only one that does that. (laughs) And I think the more grace that we extend, the more we receive. And I'm in a space of life where there's not much, if any, judgment, at least externally, um, that I'm able to feel either through social media or in real life. Because we've just been through so much over the last nine years that I've got a lot of grace for other people are at. And I'm definitely receiving that in return. Oh, that's awesome. That is. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. We are excited to continue to follow you um, on your blog and social media. And we're, I mean, just thank you for sharing all that, just those tips about taking care of yourself and taking classes. Like I said, I wish I would have done all that. Looking back, you know, but hopefully whoever's listening to this can take your um, just your advice and can find someone local. Absolutely. And what I want to add to I mentioned the massage. If if a mom's on a budget, there's there's self massage. So if you are listening to this call right now and you're like, yeah, a massage sounds great. That's not my budget. Google self massage and coconut oil or sesame oil even olive oil, you can use any of those for a massage. And that's something that um, I think a lot of us, we, we keep waiting. We keep waiting for that day when we're going to be able to take better care of ourselves. That day is now. You can definitely yeah. do that today. Yeah. I like it. Go buy some oil, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank well, you, thank Jennifer. You. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Have a good day.
Oh, goodness. We loved that conversation with Jennifer. We feel like she is just a genuine person and just willing to share um, just her simple but important ideas on how to get through life with baby and being a mama and life after baby. Just so many important tips and tricks. So thank you for joining us today. If you are interested in reaching out to her, finding more about her, um, she is at The Barefoot Preacher. She's over there on Instagram. So that's how we found out about her and where we follow her. And we just think we should all go support her because I think in this day and age, it's so important to support all mommies, all women. And a simple way you can do that is just by following someone on social media. As always, thank you for listening into our podcast. We really appreciate it. If you have a suggestion on someone that you think would be awesome to have on, we would love to hear it. Please just send us a message and we will reach out to that person. As always, you can subscribe below, send us your comments, rate us. We would love to have any feedback. We appreciate it and we hope you're having a great day. Thanks for listening.